Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning, uh, my guest is going to be a good friend and the current Veterans Affairs Director of Jefferson County, Dave Wrights, when we return. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. And welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Live in studio with me this morning is a very good friend and the current director of Veteran Affairs of Jefferson County, Dave Wrights. Dave, welcome to Contact. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a real honor and a privilege for me to be here today. Yeah, we're grateful that uh, finally we could get this scheduled and bring you in. I know you're a very busy man, so... Uh, just for our listeners this morning, why don't you tell us, like, I happen to know who you are, and I'm approaching, you know, I'm 45 years old, so I've probably known you at least 30, and going back to our teen years, playing yeah, soccer and that. stuff, but my listeners may not know who you are, so would you uh, just share with your bio and who Dave Wrights is? Sure. Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Reynoldsville. Mike and I went to school in Dubois together. Uh, we played soccer together, so I am local to the area, always have been. Um, After high school, I went to the Marine Corps and uh, then came back, had some corporate jobs, and my wife and I moved back in 2009 to the area. We had lived in Pittsburgh prior to that. Uh, Since then, now since uh, 2020, I've been the Veterans Affairs Director for Jefferson County. But in the meantime, I've also, I'm a pastor of a local church in Brookville. Um, I'm the varsity soccer coach in Brookville, and I'm on the Pennsylvania West um, executive board for the state. Yeah, no, very, uh, very impressive array of things that you've done in your life, David. Um, like you, I'm a veteran, so this is going to be a conversation about veterans affairs, something that pa- we're both passionate about. And so if you just want to kind of give us like, What does the Director of uh, Veterans Affairs for Jefferson County do? Can you give us some duties and what that looks like? Sure. Yeah, on a daily basis, um, I'll have several different people come in. And what we typically will see, we have different issues with veterans that are seeking compensation because they've been injured or been made sick due to their service. Uh, We do pensions for survivors. We do pensions for veterans. Uh, We help people apply for health care. We can do burials, flags and markers, real estate tax exemption for veterans that are 100% service-connected disabled. We offer temporary assistance in my office where if you've fallen behind in your bills and you're a veteran, you can come in, uh, we sit down, we go through a checklist, provide the paperwork to the county directors, and then I can pay maybe one of your bills. Say it's a car payment and you've fallen behind. I can pay that car payment. And then there's also a state benefit for that as well through the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs that we can apply for. Uh, We have a DAV program, so we take veterans to and from their medical appointments. And we're also currently accepting volunteers for that as well, for drivers. Uh, And 
I help people order their military documentation a lot of times. Well, those are the common things that I do daily, weekly. I mean, there's right. a bunch of other things that we can do, uh, but most often these are the things that people come in for. It's uh, Right now is health care and compensation and pensions are the big ones. Sure, and that makes sense. I mean, when you have a group of veterans who you know, have made that sacrifice for this nation, um, they may be just in simple need of, how do I get this document, Dave? And you can help them through that process. Yeah, they can come in and depending on what time they served, if they've served after 1996, 1998, I can get into the uh, federal server and and pull down their DD-214 most likely. If it was before that, before the mid-90s, then we have to go to the National Archives most often. So we just make a request to the National Archives in my office. It takes about five, 10 minutes. And then you get an immediate email saying they've received your request. And typically, they'll tell you between eight and 90 days they can service your request. Yeah. And so paperwork is one thing. You mentioned healthcare. Can you Tell us like some of the bigger issues that are going on in the nation and locally that uh, our veterans are having to deal with that uh, definitely you see on a daily, weekly basis when they come in. Yeah. Probably the single most prevalent issue, and we can talk about how insidious it is. A lot of guys, there's a lot of Vietnam vets in our area, right. a ton, and most all of them are suffering in one way or another from exposure to herbicides. So you have Agent Orange exposure that causes a plethora of different illnesses, cancers, and guys are really, and gals, are really struggling from it. And the treatments that are necessary to to even treat these things are super expensive. And if they don't have health care through the VA, they're paying for it through their own personal insurance. You know, some guys can't pay for it. They don't know how they're going to make it work. Right. And so... You help them, uh, I guess, navigate that situation. And I would imagine you may have to call congressmen, you may have to call uh, state senators and state representatives say, hey, we got to help this veteran. Um, is that part of your duty? Yeah, there are a lot of times when they come in, you know, we sit and talk and I can see, hey, this is what we need because we need the evidence that you served when you say you served. We have to have that first. We have to have a diagnosed issue and we have to have that qualifying event to service connect something through or two if you have all of those things if we have that evidence and we're still getting denials from the va then most often i will say you know you need to contact glenn thompson you need to contact chris dush you need to go down to representative smith's office we need to take this to another level because you'll have guys for example that are blue water vets you know they're in blue water navy and they didn't serve within 12 nautical miles of the shore according to their ship's log. But if you look at the illnesses that they have, they're all on the presumptive list for Agent Orange exposure, but they're being denied because they were 18 miles from the shore. Right, instead well, of being maybe 15 miles. Right, in, instead right? of being 12, they're at 18. Or right. instead of being 12, they're at 20. Well, in the meantime, you have helicopters and you have jets going off and coming back on that are flying through that airspace that are if they're helicopters they're touching down it's not as though they're not bringing it back right and you know we exhaust that we go through those those means we go through our local politicians and if that doesn't work then and then it's time for you to probably look for a lawyer right and that could that could definitely be escalated to help you in that situation uh we were talking before the program started. Um, 
you opened my eyes to uh, an issue, Camp Lejeune Water. Can we talk about that? Yeah, Camp Lejeune Water was most recently opened, and the VA is seeing it now as these are things that are presumed illnesses for uh, the Camp Lejeune, Lejeune Water contamination. And right now, the dates for the contamination are 1953 to December 31st. I think it's August 1st of 53 to December 31st of 1987. And the VA is recognizing eight presumptive conditions right now that are linked to the water contamination. So if you served in Camp Lejeune or on Camp Lejeune proper or any of the surrounding smaller bases, they're all covered. And there are several illnesses that are there. And one of the misconceptions is, because I, I had a veteran in my office last week that said, oh, this is from all of that diesel fuel. It's not from diesel fuel. The contamination is from three known dry cleaning chemicals. And right now, the what they're saying did it was ABC dry cleaners. And the dry cleaning chemicals were being emptied into the water. And this is what's caused all of it. But there, there are eight that they recognize there are a number of others that if you have these issues, you need to apply. We need to make the VA tell us no or yes. Because most often if the VA tells you no, they'll say these are the things that you had going for you in your case. And then they'll say this is why we've denied it. And they'll give you a bullet point list of the reasons why they denied you. So in essence, they're giving you the roadmap to a yes every time they give you a no. Right. Sometimes it's impossible to get that yes, but most often it, the information's there. We just have to go mine for it somewhere. I follow. So you're going to get, as you said, the roadmap. They're going to yeah. tell you, okay, this is denied, but here are the reasons, and continue to work through those reasons and find out what's going on, right? You may just get it approved in the end. Yeah, so for any of you out there that are suffering, that were in the Marine Corps or that served on Camp Lejeune, Navy especially, because we have a lot of corpsmen and there's a lot of naval personnel there. There could even be guys from the Army that trained there or the Air Force that trained there for any sustained period of time from 1953 to 1987. Um, If you have have adult leukemia, if you have aplastic or myelitis plastic syndrome, um, bladder cancer, kidney cancer, liver cancer, multiple myeloma, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's disease, certainly those are presumptive. So it makes it somewhat easier for us to make that claim to go and get compensation for you and health care. But there are a number of other issues that they're not presumed service-connected, but we still apply for to fight for. I mean, you can have scleroderma or breast cancer or lung cancer, esophageal cancer, uh, neurobehavioral effects, uh, renal toxicity, Uh, female infertility, miscarriage. I mean, there's a number of things that they're saying could be caused by these chemicals. And those chemicals existed both in your bathing water and in your drinking water. So you were literally taking it in every possible way that you could. And that seems like a long time in between. I think you said in the 50s to 87. That's that's a long time to have a water problem at a base. I mean, you and I have both been stationed at bases. I was at Hill Air Force Base. Fortunately, we didn't have this issue, at least not that I know of today. Yet. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's a little concerning. It, it's 100% concerning. And I, I think that it was found in two different wells in 1987. Wow. And then from that, they started to look in the, in the entire water table and found that it was contaminated. And, it, you know, right now, these are the dates. These dates might change in the future. Right. 
I mean, they could, from what I was told last week, they're doing a study now on guys and gals that were there after that time period. Sure. To see if there was still some lasting effect. Right. With good reason. So I know it's somewhat of probably a loaded question for you, but are we, are we doing enough in our government? I mean, I'm a veteran, you're a veteran. We're definitely passionate about this. There definitely is, you can go overboard and taking care of an issue, but you can also be under it. What's your take on, I mean, you're in the middle of this as an employee of Jefferson County, I get, but you see all these cases both locally and nationally. Do you think we're doing enough as a nation for our veterans? I don't, um, and most veterans feel the same way. Right. You know, the general feeling, whether it's true or not, with most all of us, is that we're forgotten. You know, we come back, and the gov- as far as the government's concerned, we're good every four years. While people are on a political trail, we're a great pawn. We're that thing that the rest of society might look to and like. But as far as it goes, you know, during an election cycle, we're valuable. Right. After the election cycle's over, we're not. No, I think it's true, and I think it's unfortunate. Like, I know that we both know, like— when we were serving, you would get a pay raise. At the same time, prices would raise right at your own BX or whatever you have on, on base. And it would just be like, okay, I'm just getting a raise to pay for that. It's not really a real raise for us. It was a little different in the military than it is in the private sector, although inflation's out of control today. That's a whole different story. But it seemed like inflated inflation. We would get a raise and have to pay more. But uh, to your point, I think... We're not doing enough. We have homeless veterans. We see that all of the time. We see uh, PTSD is a big issue, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I, I see a number of, again, guys and gals with PTSD. And now PTSD, just so we can take some of the mystique away from it or right. the, the false belief, you don't have to have served in combat to have PTSD. I mean, there is PTSD out there from assault. Their military sexual trauma is a real thing. It's a huge thing. And there are a lot of veterans that suffer from it, both men and women. And they have PTSD from that. You can, you don't have to just have it from being in a combat scenario or a combat situation. I think to your point, great point. I think many people think it's just combat veterans who have it, but that's not true. No, it's not true at all. And then on the other side, there's this belief for veterans who think maybe they could have some type of PTSD or they're suffering from it, which it can also show in anxiety and, and major depressive disorders, but they're suffering from PTSD as well. They think if they come in for help and they're diagnosed with PTSD that they're going to lose some freedoms that they have or that they're going to lose their weapons because around here we all hunt right. or we target shoot or, or we do those things for fun and they're afraid that these things are going to be taken from them and it's simply not the case. Right. There seems to be a little fear in that and I think you and I were also talking like just the stigma of a veteran saying I need help can be a tough barrier to overcome let alone the rest of the fears of what you perceive may happen to you if I come forward to Dave Wrights and say I need help. Right. And even if it's not PTSD, I'll just give a portion of my own story. Sure. Because I can tell you right now, and there are people out there probably that will disagree with me, and that's your prerogative. Veterans are a very, very proud group of individuals. I totally agree with that. We ask for help 
after every single means has been explored, we will walk every avenue first before we go and raise our hand and say, I need help. And even in my own personal life, for 12 years, my wife, probably once a month, would say, you need to go to the VA. Hmm. Like, all right, I'll maybe next time. Right. And I didn't see a doctor for probably 10, 12 years after I got out of the Corps anyway. Right. And then finally, I went. And a lot of times when people come in, and I hear the same story all the time, someone needs it more than me. There's someone else that's worse off than I am. I'm doing okay. Or I didn't do enough to deserve X, Y, and Z compensation. The fact of the matter is you went in whole and something has happened to you. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's, if it's hearing loss or if it's you now have PTSD or if you have a cancer. You went in whole and now you're not. Something has happened. Something has changed. And there's compensation out there that we can apply for to include the health care benefits. Right. And to your point, it should be there and we should have it available. Whether you're struggling with PTSD, homelessness, and I think it's a great – another excellent point, David, is I think – the American people, our psyche says, oh, they're a veteran, they're fine. And veterans also believe they're fine because we did serve and we did make that sacrifice. Whether you've seen combat or not, you're still making that sacrifice in your life. And there are things that people don't see, both here in the United States, whether you served or overseas, that you're affected by, right? A friend yeah. doesn't make it, something happens, It's it can be very traumatic, it can be very bad. And I think uh, the United States... You know, we're a blessed nation, but there's still a lot of things that go on in our military that uh, no person should, you'd hope, would ever see, but they've seen it. Absolutely. And, you know, to go back to the to the VA, I think the VA is helping. And right. If we talk about just the healthcare side here, we are 100% blessed in Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, the VA here in Dubois, that clinic, is absolutely wonderful. You know, you have the, the VA the VA clinic I go to is in Clarion. The ladies there are absolutely fantastic. Right. I mean, the care that I have received in the VA, you see these stories on TV. If you look at where they're at, most of these VA problems are not anywhere near here. You know, they're not just states away. They're on the other side of the Mississippi River most of the time. The care that you receive here from the VA in Dubois, Altoona, Pittsburgh, or Clarion, um, Butler, Pittsburgh is top notch. Everybody talks about the docs that they see. Everybody loves them. They love the care that they're receiving. And these, these guys and gals that work in these clinics are absolutely wonderful and great at their jobs. And I don't think that we give them enough credit. I would agree with you. I mean, we, the VA has been under attack probably since the 60s, to be honest. Some good reasons but I think we've made great strides to, uh, we've had investigation after investigation. They've gotten rid of some people and even in the VA system, they've cleaned it up. I think our government's legitimately trying and the people that they hire, to your point here, absolutely all the doctors, staff are top notch. They care about their veterans. They're doing the best they can. Yeah, and I, I hear a lot of stories from guys, you know, they're old enough to usually be my dad. They're Vietnam era <laughs> guys or maybe Korea era guys now that in the 70s or 80s or even early 90s, they went to the VA and they haven't returned until now because of the treatment they received at one of the hospitals. They, were, they feel like they were just put off, that they were a nuisance, that they were aggravating, or they, they did not like the treatment they received. And I try to tell them now, I'm like, look, things are not like that at all. 
I am telling you the treatment that you were going to receive is not going to be like anything else. And I think it's powerful that you're able to look across the veteran who walks into you. It should be noted they can walk in any time when you're there. Um, you're able to share your own personal story. I think that makes a big difference. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, we'll finish up with Dave Wrights. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, having a wonderful discussion with my friend and veteran and the director of Veterans Affairs for Jefferson County, Dave Wrights. Uh, Dave, I think you said something really important again, where we are blessed in Western Pennsylvania that we have a very supportive community. I think Dubois, Clearfield County, Jefferson County, our whole Tri-County area, up in Elk, and we love our veterans. I think we appreciate our veterans. But you're bringing us real issues, and, and I want to kind of bring it more back home. You see veterans that come in your office every day that live in our local community that work and amongst us and maybe at the American Legions that we all know and the VFWs, but what else can we do as a community that would be supportive to you and to our veterans? Well, I think really... As far as support would go, I mean, we need to continue to give to our veterans' charities. I mean, and, and if, if you don't trust some of the veterans' charities out there, because I know you, if you look them up online, every, there's going to be someone bashing any of them. Sure. We have an emergency fund in Jefferson County. You can send a check to the emergency fund. It goes into the emergency fund. It's its own account, and we use it locally for veterans. Um as far as just treating people, like veterans were, were people too. And I think one of the most important things we can do is be kind to one another. Right. I mean, things are getting nasty out there right now. I mean, just realize if someone's having a bad day, and I have to go through this every day, it's just a guy or a gal trying to get by. You know, they're just trying to get by. So I, I try to live by mean no offense, take no offense. That way, when someone comes in, yeah, they, they could be having a bad day. I don't know why it's happened, but kindness goes a long way. And kindness takes the fangs out of a whole lot of arguments and a whole lot of anger. Yeah, it sure does. And I think, um, you know, it's a little easier when you meet the older gentleman or older woman that has served. You kind of know that they're veterans. I really enjoy talking to them and just sitting down and hearing what they have to say. That's my take. I'm sure you get people coming in all the time to just say hi oh i do I'll, I'll have people that come in once a week just for me to make a copy of something for them and that copy is their way of just coming in to sit and talk because they need to talk about something so we're not applying for anything they just need that air and that private space where they can just say whatever they want to and know that it's staying right there yeah well for uh what it's worth uh, obviously i live in clearfield county uh, it sounds like you're doing a great job for our veterans in Jefferson County. So I just 
want to give you our thanks. We thank you for your service to our nation, but we thank you for continuing to serve our nation by helping our veterans in your current job. So thank you. And for those of you that live in Clearfield County, Bettina Nicholas is the county director and she is absolutely great. And I've heard that as well. And she's also a reservist, I understand, yes. and it serves our nation currently there as well. So we just appreciate you coming on uh, contact. But before we go, if they need to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me currently is via email. Uh, my email address is dwrites at jeffersoncountypa.com. And the reason I say email is I have between five and eight appointments every single day, and I will not answer the phone. All if right. someone's sitting at my desk. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're glad that you don't interrupt uh, those conversations. Thank you again for coming on. And we'll see you next week on Contact.